Lord, I thank you for healing. I thank you, Lord, for restoration. I thank you for blessing the work of my hands. I thank you for moving me forward this morning that my life will never be the same. Open your mouth and speak to God. Father, we thank you, Lord, as we lift up our hands to receive. We receive our healing. We receive our restoration. We receive the power of God. We receive supernatural intervention in our affairs. That, Lord, where there is loneliness, Lord, we thank you that, Father, you have brought companionship. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, that where there is financial lack, Lord, you meet all our needs financially. Lord, we pray for where, Lord, there is sickness, we pray for healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for powerful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Even now in our midst, we thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit as he works signs and wonders. We receive signs and wonders. We receive supernatural intervention in our life in the name of Jesus. For, Lord, uh, your love overwhelms us. We worship you this morning in the name of Jesus. We worship you. Can we give a powerful clap offering as we take our seats? We worship you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going to teach on a subject that I believe the whole year will stay on it. Amen. We are talking about our vision for the year. Our year starts in September, by the way. So our vision is Genesis, going back to the beginning. And one verse that always captured me is verse 1, just the first part of it. It says, in the beginning, God. You have to believe that God exists and is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we're going to teach on faith for the next coming so many weeks in a year to create a space within our hearts so that we can function and work with God. Our subtopic is Genesis. Our topic is Genesis. Our subtopic is visions and dreams. Visions and dreams. You have to have a vision and you have to have dreams to make sense of your own life. Hallelujah. Visions and dreams are a blueprint of our life. What you see is what you will be. Some people are hopeless. They see nothing. And truly, nothing is what you will receive. But when you have faith, you start to believe. You see, before you got born again, there was no plan for your life in a true sense. We just lived as the day came by. We were influenced by the world system. In other words, we will go outside and see how people live and think this is a pattern that we should live. And therefore, we followed that pattern because that's what is available. But when we got born again, our hearts were turned towards God. So the desire of our heart is to fulfill the kingdom of God. When you read the book of Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. says, when you pray, say this after me. It says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Verse, next verse, please. It says, your kingdom come, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. So you have to understand that coming into the kingdom, the number one part when you become a Christian is that the kingdom of God should come upon your life. Now when the kingdom of God comes upon your life, everything about you changes and everything about you revolves around that which God is doing. One of our young disciples in the church wrote, says, don't take your current, uh, uh, your work, which is, what you are making, you are making a living. He says, don't take your making of a living as your, your call. The fact that you are working, that is not your full occupation. Your occupation is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So we, I might be working seven to seven or working eight to five, as we say. That is just I'm making a living but that is not my full occupation. In other words, I will not be deceived by the fact that I'm working every day and in my working, I say I'm tired, 
to do the will of God. Because the, the, the narrative of most people, they are thinking, I'm tired of doing the will of God because my work is to make a living. And to make a living is not what you are called to live for. I was in Botswana since Tuesday. I came back on, on Friday. And when I was there, it was very surprising. All the food I ate that was on the table is the local food. The morojo is the morojo in their garden. The chicken is their chicken. You get it? So there was nothing really that they bought. There was nothing they, they used their money to go and buy. And that's what we are working for. When I was eating that food, I was looking at it and I said, by the way, there are people whose full-time work is to buy spinach, maize meal, and a piece of meat. Can you tell your neighbor, that's not my full occupation. Most of us live for that. So let's talk about visions and dreams. Why it is important that the kingdom of God should come into your heart. The kingdom of God should become so infused in you that in all that you do, you dream and you live the kingdom of God. Visions and dreams are the blueprint of our life. Whatever that your life will be is what you see. Those that are hopeless, they live a hopeless life. Poverty is as a result, part of it, as a result of lack of vision and dream. God calls those things that are not as though they are. So you have to start to believe that that which God said in Christ will come to pass upon our life. And therefore, since we belong and we are part of Christ, everything that God has promised will be a reality upon our life. What you see in your heart is what you will see naturally in your life. So like a prophetic word that we consistently give in the church, the words we speak, they are spirit and they are life. If you believe the words we say, then your life will be great and you will grow. The book of uh, 2 Chronicles 20.20 tells us the story. Believe in God, you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. So it is up to you to believe and if you believe, your prosperity will come quickly. The Holy Spirit will come upon your heart and empower you and empower the vision that it may become a reality. So there is another, there are three things I will introduce today. But the one of the things that are very powerful is what we call visualization. Can you say visualization? Visualization is visuals. We watch television, we see pictures, and most of us see the pictures for no there's no importance for us to watch television unless if there's education on it. But most of the time, the things that we watch, it's not surprising that South Africa is deteriorating. If you check everything that is on the screen, is what you will become. If you consistently watch it, I, I, many years ago, we used to have soapies. I don't know the soapies now uh, that well. We used to have Dallas. We used to have Bold and the Beautiful. And, uh, and, 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 and those were the main things. People will leave uh, their VCRs and record the films to make sure that they watch it again. And I've said many times, uh, whatever you are watching, uh, the current soapies that you are watching, what is it that you want in your life? Because that which you see, you become. You watch the bold and the beautiful. I can talk about it because I watch a little bit of it. Where the father sleeps with a with girl who is a girlfriend, former girlfriend of the son, and the son sleeps with somebody who was his father's girlfriend, and, and so forth. Is that what you want about your life? Do you want to sleep with your father's wife? Do you want to sit, sleep with your mother? No, because don't forget, the things you see is things that you will see in your life. It's not a joke, it's a reality. We become medical doctors, we become lawyers, we become scientists, we become teachers, whatever profession you want to be, part of it we pursue it because we have seen it. And most of the time, either we've seen it closely, somebody in our neighborhood, or we started to love it and to pursue it. It's in our heart and we go for it. And this is the challenge when you talk about visualization. 
the ability to see with your, 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 your spirit. May the Lord have mercy. To live by faith is to live God kind of life. Can you tell your neighbor to live by faith is to live God kind of life. We live by faith and therefore we experience miracles daily. We live by faith and therefore we experience miracles daily. All of us seated here, if I'm to check, you have a testimony. But unfortunately, because you have no faith, you believe and you think it's because of your own skill or wisdom or it's a coincidence that it happened the way it did. Miracles comes through effective prayer. Hebrews chapter 11, that's our text scripture for today, verse 1 and 2. It says, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, our last verse there. It says, by faith, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, the elders, by, it says, for by it, the elders obtain a good report. Can you tell your neighbor, you will, re you will receive a good report. Because you believe. Three points, and then from there, at the end, we'll have enough time to pray. Three things that I want us to talk about, about faith. Faith involves three things. Number one, faith involves goal. You must have a goal for faith to work. You have to believe. If we had the time, the way says now, faith is something that works now. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the material of the things that you hope to have. So, faith will make whatever that you desire to see or you desire to have. It says faith is a substance. Faith is the material of things you hope for. What are the things that you're hoping for? You can write those things that you're hoping for. Mrs. Sibeko, what do you hope for? Let's hear Nothing. Really. I thought you'll have a, a, a little bit of a long list. Lord, I hope for a very good job. That's one. I hope for a good job. What kind of a job? It's a goal. You write down your goal. You write, my goal is a job. What kind of a job? So you write, I want an accounting job. Auditing job. Whatever that is in the accounting. And you bring. So we are talking about faith. It says now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for. Can you always keep, when, the, when it's me, uh, on the King James? It makes it easier. I grew up reading King James. Now, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It says the evidence of things not seen. So, how can you have evidence of the things you don't see? Because you have faith. You have already seen it in your spirit and you believe that God is coming through for you. So we are talking about three things. One, we're going to talk about the goal. Number two, we're going to talk about the dream. And number three, the final one, to visualize how to make things to come to pass and uh, how to see them become. Most of us have used visualization, have used goals. Most of us have had a dream and that's why we are where we are. So faith have got those three things. Number one, goal. You have to have a goal. To, to have a powerful vision, you must have a clear, a clear goal. A clear goal, a clear powerful goal, uh, should be what you pursue in prayer. When you pray, you must pray consistently looking at the goal. What is the problem with most people? Every day they pray for something new. And so they never achieve or receive or they have what we call attention deficit. Most people have attention deficit. They cannot stay on one thing consistently until it comes to pass. Let me give you an example. People every time you meet them, they have a new thing that they want to do. We said breakthrough success comes by doing exactly the same thing better Every time. Praise the Lord. So faith without, without prayer, without the goal, is no prayer. 
Yesterday, we had prayer in the morning before we went for the wedding. And uh, the prayer, I said to the people, I want you to pray for your people. Have them in front of you. See them. When you pray, see what you are praying for. See, uh, connect with what you see. I want to believe Calvin, when they were praying for his friend, he could see his friend sick. It takes a special uh, a person to pray for other people that are not necessarily closely related with them. To believe the supernatural, you have to see what you are praying for. Satan will attack and discourage you. And the easiest way, most people don't write. If you come, I have iPad, I have my phone that I can write, but I always keep a notebook. I write faster with my hand. I, I want to believe. And uh, I think I need to activate the voice so that I speak into my phone anytime I'm driving. It should become easier. My, my take with you is your failure is as a result of your inconsistency in what you think you believe. You must have a strong, powerful goal. You must have, uh, you must write it down, write your goal, and pray over it consistently. The book of Habakkuk chapter 2, we read from, from verse 2, it says, write down the vision. Make it plain on tablets. So even you, you are expected, if anything is going to come to pass, you have to write it down. Uh, yesterday, the bride told us that when she came to our church 2010, we had about 19 weddings in the church that year. And she said to herself, I'm not living here, I'm going to get married. And she says, I made up my mind, I'm not even going to worry about it. Here it is natural. The environment here is natural. We get married here. You get it? And it's true. She got married. I'm asking somebody. She did get married to a very old man whose wife have died. You get it? Like some people in churches, they are praying, oh, so and so should die so I can know. She came to an environment that is fused with energy. There is power. There is faith that you will get married. Hallelujah. So you must, that goal must remain consistent. Make it as clear as possible. Write it down. Make it very clear, practical and objective. You, you, have, you can't be a great cell leader and grow without having a very clear goal and being objective in achieving it. Jacob had the goal to fulfill his destiny and uh, to provide for his family. Jacob had a goal to build. He wanted to be rich. I want to be rich myself. That was the initial prayers I had. As a young boy, I grew up, I want to be rich. By 27, 28, I started to experience supernatural manifestation of God financially upon my life. That became so evident in the things that I was doing, God was blessing me. My bank account was growing. My assets were growing. All things around me were growing. And I was very excited about it. And I, even today, I still believe, even though uh, I might be proved otherwise. But even today, I still believe I was the highest giver in our church at the time. If not the biggest giver. But one of the highest givers in our church. And I believed... In the supernatural that what, what the Lord has promised will bring to pass. Most of us come to church but have stopped to believe that the supernatural God can uplift your life and turn your life. So faith, when you have goal, then you pray. What is your goal? I, my goal is to find the work. So you write what kind of work you're looking for and you pray. You bring it before the Lord. You want to get married. You must have a goal. You must write down the kind of a person you want, not the face, please. You don't, don't look at the brother or the sister in the church and say, oh, this is my goal. And uh, uh, have the attributes. Write down, Lord, this is my desire. I want to marry a woman who fears God. I want to marry a woman who is born again by herself and loves the Lord by herself, who lives a holy life. All those things you need to write. Don't, don't miss the holy life. Because you can have all the things, but the, the person is a daughter of Satan. She, she doesn't understand sanctification. That is a continuous process 
of the Lord upon our life. Hallelujah. You must, you must know how to come before the Lord. The book of Genesis 30, verse 29, and let's listen, let's listen to Jacob. Jacob wanted to be rich and very wealthy. And uh, this is a story of many people who have been working for 20 years. If you have been working for 20 years until now, you have 20 years service. We have Pastor B. We have got uh, Tate CVC. Oh, there are only three hands, you know, mine, Tate CVC. Maybe I don't know in their mother's room, maybe there might be a few people. Can I tell you some, something? The story of Jacob is a very powerful story. You can go and test it. I tried to test it and I saw it works. People who have worked 20 years and more, the question that I asked them is, have you achieved your goal? Do you have what you start, when you first time got the job, have you achieved? Now faith, faith is supernatural. So I want you to see this. Jacob, Jacob had faith, but for 20 years he has served and still he's poor. And this is the story of most people. Most people are poor. They work hard, but there's very little that is coming back. Genesis 30, 29, 29 to 30 says, So Jacob said to him, this is his father-in-law, he's asking him, Jacob, uh, Jacob said, I want to go so that I can work for myself and my family because here I don't see the way forward. And let's read the verse. And Jacob said to him, you know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me for what you have before I came, uh, before I came was little and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. Praise the Lord. Now listen to this. It says, and now, where shall I also provide for my own house? You must give, you, sorry, you must have a, a tremendous desire for, for you to experience this. It, says, it, it, it was little when I came. It says, it has increased into a multitude. And the Lord has blessed this since my coming. And, 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 and he says, and now, when, when shall I provide for my own house? And if you read the story of Jacob, it's a painful one. For 20 years, his salary was changed. In other words, there was no consistency of payment. One day he was paid. The other day, his payment was changed. Hallelujah. You must have a tremendous desire to see your goal fulfilled. You must consistently dream. My, my, my part of my success that I had as a young person growing up was because I believed I don't need to work for somebody else. That was my, even today, still my strong, even my children, I tell them, you can get a job, but I believe uh, part, you should influence what you earn. You should influence uh, how you are going to be remunerated. You must believe your course. If you are an engineer, you are a medical doctor, you must believe that I can, I'm in the hospital myself. I can build the hospital than to find a job. Which might mean 20 years you will not earn a salary. I don't, I don't know you understand. Hey, you are too quiet. You are too quiet. Praise the Lord. So you must have a tremendous desire to see your goal fulfilled. You must stay on your goal. Focus on it. You must fulfill it by daily nursing it. We learn this with Joseph. He consistently tells about the dream that he has. Joseph is telling about his dream and people say, oh, don't tell about it, hide it. Listen, without struggle, you will not succeed. Without standing on the ground. Because the day you declare, I'm, 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 I'm doing this, people are going to tell you nobody has done it. So, oh, so many people have tried to do it and therefore we expect you to be among the, the statistics of those who have failed. You must have a burning desire to achieve. You must be driven. Hallelujah. So ask the Holy Spirit to increase your desire. So
so that your desire is burning. The Bible teaches us, we read last week about the blessing. That the blessing, what does the blessing mean? Huh? Mamu, mamu, mamu. Touched, marked by the blood. Hallelujah. So the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and there is no hard work in it. These are two different things. Genesis 31, verse 41. Listen to this story. Verse 41, 31, 41. Thus have I been 20 years in thy house. I have served thee 14 years for thy two daughters. Please, I'm looking for son-in-laws who can serve me for seven years. What do you think? It's a good lobola principle. Eh? Listen, this was slavery. Seven years. Seven years. Take your salary for seven years, Natalindo, and pile it up, and that's the value of your wife. To go and pay the jewelry so that you can be able to start a family. But this man, the night when he was supposed to marry the love of his life, I think they make him drunk. They, trick, they tricked him. And the Bible says when he woke up in the morning, he found another woman in his bed. Listen, that is painful. What do you think? You know, there was no electricity. There was nothing like, oh, let's put the bulb on. Thus, have I been 20 years in thy house. I've served thee 14 years for thy two daughters and six years for thy cattle. And thou hast changed my wages. How many times? Ten times. Can you tell your neighbor, the Lord will bless you. Hallelujah. So my challenge to you, Jacob worked very hard for, for very little that he could show. My take with you is that if faith is going to work, you have to stay on your goal. Do not waver. Goals define us. We should be defined as a cell leader, as a shepherd. You should be defined in, 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 in the service of God. If you are a business person, you should be defined. Your goals should drive you consistently. You should stay on them. And that's why we say reduce the many things you want to do into one main thing. Let the main thing be the main thing. Goals will make you stay focused on them. Goals direct your efforts and your resources. So when, when you stay, when you have faith, when somebody says I have faith, he has goal. Let's say, for example, you are sick in your body. You need supernatural intervention. The doctor has told you this disease is a killer disease. We will give you tablets. You have to live with it until you die. Uh, in other words, the, the sickness will weaken you over time. I want you to believe. Take the scriptures. Go into this Bible. Get your concordance. Look at the healing scriptures. Write all the healing scriptures and start to read them and start to believe. The Bible says, how will they believe? By hearing. Faith comes by what? By hearing. Can you tell me faith comes by what? By hearing. The other part, when we talk about visualization, the ability to see, you hear and you visualize, or if you are able, you go and see what other people do, and then you will do well. For us to have this building, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Our church was young at the time. I think we were three years old. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He gave me names of people to visit because I had faith. I believed that I could have a building but I have a church of students even now. I still have a church of students. And our income was not as great at the time. And I believed. And the Holy Spirit says, you, he says, buy without money. So he sent me to, I went to Limpopo to see Dr. David Mulut. This is my friend. I went to see his church. He built a church, uh, 200, 250 almost, Sita facility within his first five years. The Lord says, churches that, Build it within the first five years. So I went to his church. I saw it. I listened to stories. I, I like stories. I listened to his story. He told me his story. He says, uh, here, I, I, the city didn't want to give me the land. I took the land. I built it and all of that. And everything's working. And um, I listened. I said, good. Then from there, the Holy Spirit sent me to, to uh, Northwest. Is it Northwest or Northern Cape? I'm not sure. Taung, 
Um, I went there. There is a pastor there who built the church as well, a two, three hundred seater facility. I went there, spent some time, listened to his stories, how he built this church. Then from there, I traveled from here, went to KwaZulu Natal. There was another pastor there, and uh, he has built a massive uh, 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 college. And he told me his story. And then there was one, one other prophet who had, who had bought a building in the inner city in Durban. So I went there. I listened to all those stories. But they didn't make sense. I just followed the Holy Spirit. And when I came back home, I continued to pray. And one day, it just came. I had this conviction in my heart that within six months, God will give us a building. And I said, within six months, God will give us a building. I was preaching uh, in a hired facility. And it's just then that when I came off the stage, I remembered what I said, and I was scared. Well, in six months, that time our church was four years old, turning five. And when we turned five, in October, we moved into this building. Uh, we had the money supernaturally provided. It's not money we had in the church. Uh, it's a check that I received. Uh, to, you know, it was just a check. And it came after we spoke the word that in six months we will have our own. So that goal of having a building didn't disappear I continued to pray. I remember one day I came, I parked my car here on the parking, and I looked at the building, and I was praying. I was with somebody in my car, and we were praying to say, Lord, I'm looking for a... And I was pointing at this building, not knowing that it was on sale. And when I found it was on sale, after we paid for it, the, the estate agent told me, he said, if you ask for it, it will, it will have been given to you. This is why the gentleman asked you, how much do you want to pay? Can you tell your neighbor, you must have faith. You must stay on your goal. Most people apply for job, but they are not convicted that the job is, is their job. That's what most people do. They apply. Everybody applies. It's a good thing to apply, but you must have a dream. And that is our second part. The first, we said goal. The second part, dream. We've been long on the first part, so I need to move. Otherwise, time is not on my side. Uh, the second part is a dream. You must have a dream. Can you tell anybody, you must have a dream? Can you say it again? You must have a dream. You must keep on dreaming. People stop dreaming when they go through. Most modern people, we are told, they are under depression. You have to fight Again, somebody was saying, oh, there are so many people. When we applied, there are thousands of CVs that have been sent. And I said, that's true. In the midst of the many, people still get employed. And you have to be convicted within your heart that the dreams that you see, they will come to pass. You know, the, 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 the farm we bought, we got a, a prophetic word many years ago. That will get a place where there is a river. And when we bought the land, we realized, oh, there is a river. And we, we remembered the prophetic words that this is what God has said. So you must keep on dreaming your goal. It's not something new. You already have a goal, so you must stay dreaming. You must stay in the dream. Seeing it to come to pass. You must have a vivid dream, a vivid visualization. Uh, the, the issue of getting married, you have to have a visual for you to understand. Most young men, for them to pay lobola and all of that is because of the dream, the visualization they have that is strong in their heart to marry. There are many women to marry, lots. But uh, Tobekile chose just one. And yet you were there. You get it? I don't know you get it. We have one young woman. She's in Midrand. She told me, she says, by the end of the year, I'll be married. You know, some people say, oh, I'll marry next year. And I always ask them, why next year? Why not now? Oh, God is going to bless me and make me great. Yes, God is going to bless you and make you great. 
But start your greatness now. Believe the scripture now. Stand on the scripture now. I, I, I challenge you to say, believe and stand upon the, the promise. And you'll be shocked what God is able to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must have a vivid dream and you must be able to see it. You must see your dream completely fulfilled. I see my dream completely fulfilled. Personally, I continue to believe. I even stop believing that I will have the largest church in the city. I continue to believe. Are there largest churches? I think so. Mine is a growing church that is becoming much more larger. And I believe we will be much more larger as we continue to see it. Am I talking to somebody? Stay on and believe. You will see your dream completely fulfilled. And so you need to partner with the Holy Spirit. You need to partner with the Holy Spirit in your dreams and in your visions. Understand this, that visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the one that enables us to do much more. And the Holy Spirit is a creative power of God. Is the one that makes things to come to pass. So if you want anything to be done, you have to believe that the Holy Spirit is with you and that as we, we read the book of Hebrews chapter 1, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You continue to say to the Holy Spirit, the material that makes things to happen. Holy Spirit, as God spoke, I continue to speak to create my own world. I continue to speak. One day I was saying the same, that I have the best church. This is the best church in the world and possibly the best church in South Africa and the best church in this city. And the best is you are speaking out of pride. And I say you are naive. You have no faith. Faith speaks. Can you tell anybody faith speaks? Hallelujah. Faith speaks the reality of your heart. The reality of your your, your, your insight. Faith doesn't speak what is there because that is not faith. Faith speaks the reality of what you have seen. You bring it forth in words. You speak about it because you have seen it in your, in your heart. Your marriage, you speak it. You speak peace within your marriage. In your workspace, you speak peace. You don't start by saying, my boss is a wizard. My boss is a witch. You live in hell. You said it yourself. You call things that are not as though they are. And therefore your boss started to change and become dragonian. You know, somebody was busy marking somebody's script. And I said, listen, we, we are going to pray. You are at work. This is not English class. Where... When you speak, you get corrected. You know, there are certain bosses who like to correct people. You call their name, funders, whatever, and then your name, they always um, uh, amputate it. But when you call their name, they, they, they will correct you to make sure that you mention it right. And somebody tried to do that, and I said, listen, you can't uh, call my name, so make peace with it. If you cannot pronounce my name, make peace with it, because I'm not pronouncing your name right as well. So yeah, you feel how I feel when you call my name. Because your name, the name you call me about, if you are committed, you will call me well. Am I, am I talking to somebody? Your, v, your dream should be so strong that it supports your goal. The goal is, this is the goal I have. I want to achieve this by the end of the year. So I start to dream. I go into prayer and I visualize. When I go into prayer, you see, when you start to dream, you see the things you are praying for. I pray that you hear me. You have to believe your goal that it will come to pass. You have to choose to believe against the odds, against the opposition, against the hardship, the, dif the difficulties that you are facing. Be determined and believe the goal, your visions and your dream will come to pass. Faith is to choose. You make the decision. 
I've chosen. The Lord has spoken. I'm standing upon this word. Faith is to choose to believe. The scripture says, whose report will you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. That the Lord will come through for me. When I pay the tithes, the Lord has promised he will bless me. When I give my offering, the Lord has promised he will bless me. The Lord has promised by his stripes I am healed. So I stand upon the promise of the word. Genesis 13, verse 14 to 17. And the Lord said to Abram, after the Lord has separated from him, some of you are struggling because you are keeping company with the wrong people. Can you tell your neighbor, you are keeping company with the wrong people. We had a young man who became a multi multi millionaire. He was almost a billionaire. You know, he used to get, he was a civil engineer. He's still a civil engineer. Uh, they are part of the people who laid the first township uh, 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 plans and so forth. Uh, water reticulation, long distance from Hauteng to Limpopo, contracts of over a billion. But before this story, I said to him, you cannot be in partnership with people who are not born again. And you know, his answer is a common answer. We have been friends and roommates at the university. He will not change. Then one day, he realized that his friend is very natural. He believes he believes in the natural. He's very sensual. He's sleeping with secretaries in the office and all of those things. And there are a lot of things that don't work. Now that they have money, they fight. They had to put interdict on each other. For five years, he couldn't work. For five years, his, his partner could not work. Their job, their whole business collapsed. Things got spoiled. How did this start? By the company you keep. And here the Bible says, And the Lord said to Abraham, After Lord was separated. Can you tell your neighbor? After you separate yourself from your old boyfriend. From your old girlfriend. From your old company of people who are drinking. You know, there are people in a, in a, you are in the wrong company. But you are staying there because you think you are smarter than God. You think you are superior in wisdom. You will, you will succeed. Listen, faith separates you. When you have faith, it, it starts to give you direction. We are not going the same way. I told people, I say, my, my dream is one. I'm a church growth guy. I teach church growth. That's all I do. Miracles, signs, and wonders, they happen in my ministry. I used to do deliverance a lot in my early days. Pray for people. You enjoy interviewing demons. I, I said to the Lord, this thing, because the church gets full. If we start casting demons every Sunday, everybody comes to church. A spectator. It used to happen. It just happened before. And I was saying to the Lord, I'm working so hard, but the church is not growing. There are new people every time. And the Holy Spirit told me, this is a hospital. Your church is a hospital. It's like a, a George, not George Mukari. What is this? Steve Biko Hospital. It says, go to Steve Biko. Have you seen anyone building a house in Steve Biko to say, you cured me of TB? It says, nobody builds a house there. Healing. The Holy Spirit told me, healing is part of what you do daily. Teach. People will be healed. Teach. Demons will be will come out of the lives of the people. But if you only focus on demons, your church will be full of people who don't grow. They are coming to hospital. After people are healed, they don't even come back. They don't even remember the hospital. I'm to somebody. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lord has separated uh, from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land you see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. I will make your descendant as the dust of the earth, so that if a man will number the dust of the earth, then your descendant also will be numbered. Arise, walk in the land with its length and its width, and I'll give it to you. Now, here, 
we go into the last step. We, we spoke about goal. We spoke about dream. And the last one is visualization. God was saying to Abraham, I want you to visualize this that I promised to you to come to pass upon your life. I've seen young women, they, before they got born again, they had boyfriends. They get born again. Uh, their old boyfriend has dumped them. And, uh, and then they get born again, either out of frustration or really loving Jesus. And boys do the same. And when the Lord has really blessed the girl, she's doing well, the old boyfriend comes back. And then the girl retracts, goes back to the old boyfriend. And so they never see the purpose of God. Now, here God takes number three, visualization, and I close. Visualize your goal. How do you see your goal? You must visualize it. I see my cell. I see my church. Every seat seated. Uh, I see my church in the stadium. I see my church with overflowing uh, grounds at the union buildings. You visualize. You do what? You visualize. You visualize. Visualize your healing. Are you sick in your body? Visualize your healing. Whatever disease they have said. Maybe they told you it's HIV AIDS. They've told you it's a cancer. They told you it's sugar diabetes, arthritis, whatever name that it is. Visualize it being removed out of your body. See it. This you see by consistently staying in prayer. Your goal is to be healed. You take the scriptures, you pray, you stand upon that, and you look at it and you consistently visualize your God restoring you. You are a shepherd. Visualize your cell and your cell members. Visualize. You want to be married, visualize your wife and your husband. I think yesterday was classic. I like what uh, the, the bride said. The bride said, I, when I came to church, I realized many people get married here. And I said to myself, I'll be married here. And she says, I never even bothered anymore to worry about marriage because I knew I'm going to get married. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Can you tell your neighbor, visualize and you will receive that which you see. There are people who see hopelessness. I was talking to somebody, and I said to them, the sad part about life is to quit. A lot of people quit before the time. People come to church after five, six, seven, ten years, they quit, and they go to another place. So I was saying to this person, you can do that, but I say, you are developing and building a character of your inability to stay long and to solve problems and to create yourself to be the generator of the solution of the problems you go through. Any person who lives because they believe there is a problem, they believe things are not working, is because they themselves have lost hope. And they are thinking by going somewhere, if you go to any other place and you are new, the place is nice. Until you start to see it and you start to create problems for us. And then you start to see, oh, this place, somebody says pastors are the same. And I said, you have a problem. You see, it's always somebody else, it's not you. So you have to visualize yourself. My marriage is going to work. And then you pray. My work, I'm going to find work in Pretoria. And you start to pray. You have to have a clear visuals. When you have a television and it's not properly tuned, the images don't come clean. But when it's properly tuned, the, the visuals come clean. And it's the same with us. Keep company. If you have no dream, I've said this before, keep company with those who have dream. Attach yourself. Be part of the cell. Be part of the work that God is, is doing. Build, have a dream book. Most people don't have a dream book. Have a dream book. A dream book is what? It's a book, exercise book, where you write your dreams. And um, you want a house? You cut it. You, you go, there are home magazines. The things you want, you can put images there. You, you are now visualizing. 
When you pray, you are doing your devotion. You are praying. Your cell, your one cell, visualize yourself. Cut the number of faces of people. Put them on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on your dream book. Take pictures here in church with a group of people. Put the picture there and say, this is my dream book. I want my, my cell to be, to be 20 people. I want my cell to be functional. I want to enjoy myself by doing that. The same thing is true. This building came through visualization. Can you ask your neighbor, what do you see? It's what you, what you will be. You have to change. If you don't like what you see, you have to change it. So to stand in faith, you have to stand in faith and pray and destroy the work of Satan. Refuse the thing that you will be like your father. You know, who didn't take care of you, ran away. When your mother is angry, says you are just like your father. You should refuse it. When, when people tell you nobody got educated, it's not only education that will make you successful, but make the decision to be educated because education opens up your mind. It makes you to think deeper, to engage the subject better, and therefore you are a robust person. So build a dream book with visuals. I'm going to tell you somebody. Prayer without faith is nothing. People will pray, but never follow up their prayer. Oh Lord, I'm praying for my members to come to cell. You've got 15 members, 20 members in the cell. They are not coming. It's not going to help you to pray for them and not visit them. If you pray for them, visualize them coming to cell, but you'll have to go and visit them in order to actualize and see your dream. I I, I have seen myself as a young boy being a pastor. I didn't only dream about it. I acted on it. I became a cell leader. I grew as a cell leader. I, I, I worked uh, uh, very hard. I was given opportunity to do the work of the ministry. And in time, the time came for me to be a pastor. And today, I'm a pastor. I'm here. I'm working on the largest church now. Yeah. I'm working on the largest church. Praise the Lord. Can you tell your neighbor, we're working on the largest church of disciples. Hallelujah. Not spectators, not people who come. I remember many years ago, somebody came to our church. He says, no. He invited a person. He says, come to our church. They interview demons. Can you imagine? Come to our church. They interview. <laughs> they interview. Because as a young pastor, you are very happy when somebody has fallen down. Who are you? Who are you? The demon. Miam, 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 miam. Uh, you know, you engage the demon and you feel significant. But what, you, what we did not know is that Satan is a liar. You get it? You get it? When we were young, we were casting demons and we had a subject, a person we were praying for. We were about five, I think, or six of us. And as we were praying, the demon, because we like to interview demons, the demon says, so and so, has not fasted. You know, we're fasting. <laughs> we're, we're fasting for a long time. So the demon says, no, so and so has not fasted. You can imagine what happened. We, we left the demon and we started to engage him. Oh, have you, he says, truly, I fasted. I fasted. So the demon got us where, because we were enjoying the demon. And it's, when we started to realize this thing is a liar, just like Satan, it's father. You get it? So to you, I mean, it, it, it created such a confusion. That day we couldn't finish casting the demon. We were young. We, we engaged the demon. After three, four hours of, of hard work, demon casting is hard work. And then the demon, when we were talking with it, he said, so and so ate. He didn't fast today. And then we engaged the brother. Brother, did you not eat? Did you eat? No, I didn't eat. I'm fasting. I'm fasting. So when we told our elders, they said, it's a demon. It tricked you. <laughs> so you are focusing on yourself and you are living the main thing. And this is a challenge about visualization. Visualize your goal. Dream it consistently. Stay with it in your prayer. If you are praying and your prayer has no visualization, chances are that you are just praying an empty prayer. Did you hear what I said? I said, if you are praying and your prayer is empty. Did you hear what I said? 
When you pray, your prayer should have visuals. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your prayer must have what? Yeah, your prayer must have visuals. You must be able to see what you are praying for. And he says, so what shall I, uh, uh, the book of Genesis 30, 31 to 34. So he said, what shall I give you? Uh, uh, and Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flocks today. Remove from all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and, and, and the spotted and the speckled among the goats. And this shall be my wages. So my righteousness uh, will answer for me in time to come. Then the subject of my wages, uh, wages comes before you, everyone that is not speckled or spotted among the goats and brown ones, the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. And listen to the answer of Laban. And Laban said, Oh, that it were according to your word. So Laban thought in his heart, Jacob is a fool. You get it? Jacob is a fool. Can we read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18? Then we close. Visions and dreams shows your future. Jacob has already seen that he's going to be very wealthy, very successful, very powerful. But his father-in-law, Laban, didn't see it. And when Jacob says, don't pay me, I believe in the supernatural, that when you keep the white sheep and goats together, anything that comes with spotted will be my wage. He thought, it's impossible. And Jacob did it. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So that which you look at, you become. Can you tell your neighbor, that which you look at, you become. So you have to understand that faith will not work until you are looking at something. Jesus is our central focus. We are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It's not the money that will make you happy. If it was so, many people will be happy. There are a lot of people working. They will be very happy. But that's not true. It is the joy that we have in the Lord. And Jesus came that we may have faith in God, that we may experience the goodness that God is bringing to us so that we can experience the supernatural. So I want us to pray this moment for you to be able to understand that uh, as we behold, as we look unto Jesus, we are being changed. Whatever that we give, we believe in prosperity that God is going to prosper us, but it comes when we look unto Jesus. Jesus gave his life that through his life we might be born. We might become children of God. And the same is true. So to me, I want to challenge you to pray with faith and have a clear goal. You must have an unwavering faith and stand on your goal. Have a moving goal that the Holy Spirit may pour greater and much more powerful desire within your own heart so that you can have a burning desire to accomplish that which you want to accomplish in your life. Day after day, you must sit there and see it. We're going to pray. I'll ask of you to join me as we pray. Can you say, Father? Can you say, Father? In the name of Jesus, I thank you today for the word of faith. I thank you, Father, for the goal you have for my life. I thank you, Father, for the dream you have for my life. I thank you, Father, that you have visualized me being a successful, progressive person. 
I thank you today as I receive this vision in the name of Jesus that I will not fail but I will succeed. I will prosper. For prayer without vision or prayer without visuals is no prayer at all. I thank you today that my prayer has visuals. I'm healed. I receive healing in the name of Jesus. I am healed. I receive provision in the name of Jesus. My needs are met. Favor is upon my life. Grace is upon me. I thank you, Father, that I'm loved. I'm celebrated. I thank you, Father, that financially my needs are met. I'm blessed. I receive financial blessing in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that the blood of Jesus speaks for me this morning. There is no accusation against my life. I thank you, Lord, for the victory that you have given to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord.